Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 108 of the Money Love Podcast. I am excited about today's episode, y'all, because today I want to share with you a tool that truly has been so impactful for me. And I've never actually talked about this tool because in a sense, it seems very personal. (laughs) It feels very intimate. So I haven't really ever done a podcast episode talking about this tool, but I've actually done it for myself recently not in relation to money, in relation to my weight loss journey, but I have taken this tool and I have applied it in a money sense and in a money lens like I always try to do. And I've been sharing it with some of you guys in our private one-on-one coaching sessions with an overcoming overspending. And every single one of you guys that I have offered this tool up to, the response that I always get is overwhelmingly like, yes, absolutely, I'm going to do that. I really, really think that that would help me. And then those of you guys who have done it and you've tried it, you have told me, listen, out of all kind of just like the tools and the quick tips and things like that, this by far has been the most effective in getting me to honor my word and getting me to do the things that I tell myself that I am going to do. So the more positive feedback that I've gotten around this, I was like, you know what? It's just time. Like It's time that we do a podcast episode around this and break this down further. And that's what we're going to do today. I am going to be sharing with you guys a tool that I have used. And I don't think that I'm the first one that has like come up with this tool. In fact, I know that I'm not. However, I do feel like I've put my own unique spin on it that I've never heard before. But this tool is something that is called a letter from me to me. Cue the Brad Paisley song, if I could write a letter to me. (laughs) The entire time I was writing this podcast episode, that song, that Brad Paisley country song was just playing in the back of my head. So super excited that you're here for this week's episode and that I can share that with you today. Now, before I get into it, can I just ask you a quick favor? It's been a while since I've asked for this favor, but I think it's helpful just from time to time to mention it because I know we're all busy and we just forget. However, if you are a regular listener of the podcast, if you tune in every single week or maybe you've found the podcast in the last couple of weeks and you have gone through and you have binged all of the episodes, I know some of you guys have done that. If you could take seriously, like 60 seconds, go to iTunes and leave a review of the podcast. It would truly mean the world to me. I think the podcast is sitting around about 185 star reviews right now, which is amazing and incredible. But reviews are really the way that Apple podcasts can tell like, hey, this is a pretty decent podcast. And I know for me, I always try to make it a habit to go and leave a review for the podcast that I listen to on a regular basis. Just being someone myself who has a podcast and knowing all that goes into it. If this is something that you were getting value out of, if it's helped you a little bit, or maybe it's helped you a lot, if you could just take 60 seconds after you wrap up listening to this episode. And if you're on iTunes, just stay on iTunes, or maybe you're not, head over to iTunes if you have access to that. Search for the Money Love Podcast. You're going to scroll down to the bottom. You're going to see where the reviews are. 
And you can go ahead and click, leave a five-star review, write a couple sentences about the show and how it has helped you. And I'm telling you, that would be such a huge help to me. And I would greatly appreciate it. I read every single review and it would just make my heart burst with happiness if we could get to 200 five-star reviews. Let's make that the goal, right? If we can get 20 more reviews, that would make me so, so happy. So thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. Again, it really, really helps me. It helps the show and I just appreciate your support. All right, y'all. A letter from me to me. Let's talk about it. First, I want to tell you just what this tool is. It's pretty self-explanatory when I tell you what we're going to be doing here. But your letter from me to me is just like it sounds. It's you sitting down and it is writing a letter to yourself. Now, why are we doing this (laughs) and what is the purpose of it? This is a letter that you can write to yourself to keep yourself accountable to the choices that you have made for yourself that you know are for your highest benefit, that you know are for your highest good. But when it comes to actually executing and making the daily or the routine choices that are going to get you closer to that result that you want, you find that in those daily choices and those habits and those decisions, that's typically where things start to break down. So you'll tell yourself, listen, I want to spend less. I want to stop impulse shopping so much. I have a goal to pay off $10,000 worth of credit card debt, or I have a goal to save up a $20,000 emergency fund. Yet, when it comes to the day-to-day actions and choices that it's going to take to create those results, that is typically where you find things break down. So you don't really have a hard time with making the choices and coming up with the desires that you want and really knowing what you want. It's really creating what you want is where you struggle. For me personally, you guys know I've shared this on the last couple of episodes, I am currently wanting to lose 40 pounds of postpartum baby weight. That is something that I'm very clear on. I know the exact result that I'm wanting to create. However, when it comes to the daily choices of drinking my smoothie and going on my walk and not eating a ton of sugar and desserts after I finish my meals every night, practicing the discipline in those choices and making those choices on a routine day-to-day basis, I found myself really struggling with those choices. And what I started to notice is that I was really bouncing back and forth between these two mindsets, which really was just me bouncing back and forth between two different parts of my brain. Two different parts of my brain were coming in and taking over control at different points in time. In one moment, I would be in my prefrontal cortex. I would be in a state of mind where I was utilizing my prefrontal power, which is where we want to be most of the time, right? That is our upstairs brain. That's the human part of our brain, the part of our brain that we do goal setting and decision making. And we're actually thinking about the future and we are thinking about the consequences of the actions that we are going to take. That is the part that's actually thinking past this moment, actually thinking past today. That is actually where we want to be making most of our decisions from. That's where we want to be making our spending choices from, our eating choices from, our business decisions from, because it's not just about the false pleasure here and now. It's about, okay, what's going to be best for me long-term? So we're going to bounce back and forth between that mindset 
and our caveman lizard brain mindset, the mindset that we are in when we want to eat the dessert, when we want to make the impulse buy, when we want to drink the bottle of wine every night when we get home from work, even when maybe a day prior from our prefrontal cortex, we decided that we're not going to drink as much wine or maybe we're not going to drink any wine on the weekdays, right? So we bounce back and forth between these two parts of our brain. You guys have heard me call them many things. It's the upstairs part of our brain to the downstairs part of our brain, our prefrontal to our lizard brain, our conscious brain to our subconscious brain. And those are the two places that we kind of live in and bounce back and forth from. Now, what most people do when they use this tool writing a letter to themselves. And I've heard a lot of people, you know, mention this and describe it. And I actually think it is a helpful tool. But whenever I've heard somebody say, okay, sit down and actually write a letter to yourself, the context that they tell you to do that in is future you. So you at some point in the future, writing a letter to the present version of you. Now, I love this idea. You guys know that I'm really, really big on your future self and getting to know her and knowing her on an intimate level. And many, many times in my present moment, I am constantly accessing or trying to consult with future Paige and always making decisions that are going to benefit her. And so when I'm in the present moment trying to make those decisions, I'm always thinking about, okay, what would 40-year-old Paige tell me to do in this moment? So while I do think it's so incredibly helpful to access your future self, in terms of this exercise today, I'm not going to be telling you to write a letter to yourself from future you to present you. I want you to actually sit down and write a letter to yourself from, let's call it prefrontal you, (laughs) right, to lizard brain you. So think about it this way. You are writing a letter from the rational version of you to the irrational version of you, from the logical version of you to the emotional version of you, from the future thinker version of you, like the part of you who actually cares what's going to happen to you in the future, to the present moment thinker of you, from the delayed gratification version of you to the instant gratification version of you. From the version of you that has your top, truest desire in mind to the version of you that only has your current artificial desire top of mind. That is the context that we are going to be writing this letter in. Now, here's why I think this is a little bit more effective than the letter of future you writing to present you. Because I feel like, at least for me, maybe you can tell me if you experience this as well, When we are in these moments where we are in our prefrontal, it feels so amazing, right? Like I love being in a mind state where I am in my prefrontal, where I am thinking about the future and I am coming up with great ideas and I am thinking about wanting to make the choices that are the best for me. Those are the moments that I truly feel like I am tapped into my motivation my connection with my truest self, that I feel the most capable in doing the things that I want to do. I love, love, love being in my prefrontal. Truly, to me, it is the best feeling ever. 
But the reality of it is, is that oftentimes like we're not in our prefrontal. You guys know this, like most of our day, we are spending most of our day, not in our prefrontal, but in our lizard caveman brain in the habitual automatic subconscious part of our brain. And in those moments, those moments are the moments where the caveman brain takes over and it wants to do all of the things that go against all of the things that we have decided that we want most in our prefrontal. It wants to eat the sugar. It wants to drink the wine. It wants to spend the money. It wants to scroll on social media for two hours. And like we've talked about on past episodes, your brain, when it's in that state of mind, is a brilliant negotiator. Brilliant. And it is going to come up with any and all ideas to get you to abandon ship And to give up on all of the things that you have been thinking about and planning and making decisions ahead of time on when you were in your prefrontal state of mind thinking. So this letter is a tool that you can use essentially to kind of like snap yourself out of it, okay? To bring things back into perspective, to remind yourself of what it is that you have chosen, of what it is that you really want, of what it is that's truly on the line, and reminding you of all of the things that you know are going to happen because you've experienced it so many times, but yet when you are in that lizard caveman train of thought thinking, you forget are going to happen. So for the rest of this episode, we're actually going to be talking about the context of, let's say you are somebody who is in $10,000 of credit card debt and you want to get that credit card debt paid off. That is what you truly want in your heart of hearts. You want to get the debt paid off. You want to build up savings. You don't want to be someone who's spending more than they make. You don't want to be somebody who is using shopping and spending and acquiring as a form of buffering and distraction and numbing. And you have done this enough times to where you know what the consequences of those actions are. You have spent the money enough times to know that after you spend the money that you don't have, after you put a purchase onto your credit card that you don't have the money to pay off, you know that it's going to feel awful. You know that you're going to beat yourself up. You know that the spending shame is going to be right around the corner to meet you there you know that you're not actually solving the problems that you want to solve. You know that it doesn't make you feel better because you've done this enough times to know. And that's exactly what this letter is, you guys. This letter is a compilation of all of the awareness that you have gathered through doing the thing that you don't want to keep doing enough times to know what's going to happen if you keep doing it. We are really, really good, especially as women. I just have to say this is so true for us. Like we are so good at being accountable to other people, but many of us really struggle with self-accountability. We value the word that we make to other people so much more than the word that we make to ourselves. And this is exactly what this letter is. This letter is an effective tool that is going to help you with self-accountability. It is going to remind you of what you want, of why you've chosen it, 
of all of the excuses that your brain is going to give you to abort the plan and to abort the mission, it's going to remind you of what's actually going to happen versus what you think is going to happen. And it's also going to remind you and reassure you that you know the choice to make. And even though the choice might be hard, it's a choice worth making. So what I want to do here is I actually want to walk you through the different parts of what is going to be included in your letter. And then at the end, I'm actually going to read you an example of a letter that I wrote. I want to stick with this example of, let's just say you are somebody who is in $10,000 of credit card debt. You want to be shopping less. You want to be impulse spending less. You want to save more. You want to get out of debt. I have written out a letter that keeps us with this example. But remember that you can do this for anything that you want to stop doing. Or you could even take this and spin it and do it for something that you want to start doing. Like for me, maybe you want to start drinking a smoothie every day and going on a 60-minute walk every day. So it can either be for something that you want to stop doing or start doing. But again, this is going to help you remain accountable. So here are the different components of what I want you to put in your letter from you to you, right? From prefrontal you to caveman you. The first thing that you're going to put in your letter is you're going to first just state what's going on. You're going to state what's probably happening. And this is going to be your trigger for when you're actually going to pull out and read the letter. So it's going to be like, dear Paige, I know you want to go shopping right now. I know you really want to drink the bottle of wine right now. You're going to state what's probably happening. You're going to state whatever the urge is that this letter is centered around. So sticking with this example, I know that you're wanting to buy something. I know that you're wanting to go shopping. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to state what your goal is and why you've chosen that goal. So it can say, I know you really want to go shopping right now, but before you do that, let's just take some time to remember what we're working towards and why. We are working towards getting $10,000 of credit card debt paid off. We are working towards getting an emergency fund built up. List the goal that you have, and then you can put why you shouldn't go do the thing that you have the urge to do in this moment. How does the thing that you're wanting to do right now, whether it's spending money or eating something or whatever, or even if it's not making the choice that you said that you were, even if it's, I'm going to choose not to drink my green smoothie or not to go on my walk, but how does the choice that you want to make right now, the urge that you have to do the thing that you want to do, how does that go against your goal? And how is that actually going to move you farther away from the thing that you desire most? Now, if you want to, you can come up with a list of reasons and put them here in the letter that I'm going to read you and that I wrote for myself. I actually don't list a lot of reasons right here. I just have this as a statement. Okay. And you'll understand what I mean more when I actually read you the letter. So you're going to say what you want to do. You're going to state your goal and why you chose that goal. And then you're going to state why the thing that you want to do right now moves you farther away from that goal. That's kind of the first chunk of the letter. Then we're going to move to the next chunk of the letter. And the next chunk of the letter is probably the most important part because this is the part of the letter where you are actually going to list out all of your permission-giving thought. That's what I call them, your permission-giving thoughts. So for this one, I actually want you to take some time 
and brainstorm these out. Before you actually sit down and write your letter, I want you to come up with what all of your permission giving thoughts are. And the easiest way to do that is twofold. One, it's to think back to the last time that you indulged in the thing that you want to stop doing. And I want you to think about what was I thinking in that moment? What was my brain telling me? And essentially ask yourself, how did my brain convince me to do the thing that long-term me, the part of me that has my truest desires top of mind, doesn't actually want me doing? Remember, I'm telling you, your brain is a master negotiator. So this is really thinking about in what ways does my brain negotiate with me? What are all the reasons, the excuses, the justifications that my brain gives me? So I'll tell you a couple that I've come up with for spending money. One, this will make me feel better. That's what my brain tells me all of the time. Okay, just do it, Paige. Just buy the thing. This is going to make you feel better. My brain also tries to tell me that, okay, just do it. It's just this one time. You're just going to do it this one time. You'll stop after this. This will be the last time. This will be the last purchase. Once you get this, you'll finally feel fulfilled and you can stop, right? That's another one my brain loves to give me. Another one is, I deserve this. I deserve a treat. I've earned this. I deserve it. Some variation of that. Another one is, I'll figure out how to deal with this later right? Like I just want to do what I want to do in this moment. I don't really care what the consequences are. And I'm just going to figure out how to deal with this later. Another one is just honestly, screw it. I hear this one from you guys all of the time. I call it the screw it mindset, right? When we're just in the mindset where we're like, screw it. I'm just going to do what I want. Honestly, who cares? It doesn't matter. And I find that this mindset, this screw it mindset really comes from a lack of self-confidence and from a lack of worthiness. Because when we lack confidence in our ability to do the things that we say that we're going to do or to solve the problems that we want to solve or to feel worthy of the abundance that's out there for us or deserving of the wealth that we know that we can create, when we don't feel those things, when we feel like those things aren't meant for us, it's very easy for us to slip into that screw it mindset, right? Like screw it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's never going to change. I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm always going to be this way. So why bother? It's not going to matter. I'm just going to do what I want to do. So just remember, your brain is always going to talk to you in a way so that it gets what it wants from you. And what your lizard caveman brain wants from you is pleasure. It wants a hit of dopamine. And so in order to get that hit of dopamine, it is going to give you permission giving thought after permission giving thought after permission giving thought. And it's all going to seem very convincing, very urgent, and very valid. So in this letter, I want you to come up with every single permission giving thought that you know that your brain is going to be throwing at you in that moment so that you can call it out, you can address it, and you can squash it. So you're going to come up with a list of all of your permission giving thoughts. And really, you can also think of it this way, like what do you think is going to happen by giving in to the thing that you want in that moment, but actually won't happen? You guys will kind of see what I mean by this when I read the letter to you, but like what do you think is going to happen that you know through going through this enough times actually isn't going to happen. So one permission giving thought is this is going to make me feel better. But you know, you know it's not going to make you feel better. It's going to make you feel better temporarily for like 10 minutes, but then you know long term it's not going to make you feel better. So for instance, it's like the permission giving thought is 
I know my brain is trying to tell me that this is going to make me feel better, but I know it's not going to make me feel better. So come up with an exhaustive list of that. Again, we really want to have a rebuttal for any type of permission giving thought that your brain is going to be trying to give you in that moment. The next part of your letter that I want you to have is after you get through all of those, what are some of the things that you are going to say yes to? And this is particularly big for the moments where we have to say no and we get really fixated on the no, because I know as human beings, we don't like saying no to things. We want to be yes people. We want to be able to say yes to things. We want to be able to get what we want when we want it and say yes whenever we want. That's just the culture that we live in. So what you have to do is you have to remind yourself of all of the things that by saying no, you are actually saying yes to. You guys have heard me talk about this a lot, but with every no comes a yes and with every yes comes a no. But when we're in that moment, when we're in kind of that heightened emotional state, that caveman brain, we're not typically thinking about that. We struggle to remind ourselves of that because we become really focused on the no. Think about some things of by saying no to this choice, what are some of the things that I'm getting to say yes to? So by saying no to making this impulse buy, I'm saying yes to more savings. I'm saying yes to less debt. I'm saying yes to more financial freedom, to more options, to more time freedom in the future, to more financial security, to more financial confidence. Just because I have to say no to this moment does not mean that there's not a whole litany of other things that I'm getting to say yes to. So give some thought to that of what are some of the things that you are getting to say yes to by saying no. The next part of the letter that I want you to put in is I just want you to acknowledge the urge that you're feeling, right? We don't want to pretend that the urge isn't there. You guys have heard me talk about this. We don't want to resist the urge. We don't want to ignore the urge. We don't want to avoid it because by doing all of those things, all you're doing is you are just making the urge persist and get larger, right? What you resist persists. So the next part is I want you to acknowledge the urge and what you're feeling. And I also want you to remind yourself that the urge will pass and that it is an option to allow it, to breathe through it, to open yourself up to it, and that it won't last forever. That the urge that you have to do what you want to do is temporary. The last part of your letter that I want you to put in there is I want you to remind yourself what this is a time for and of your worthiness to the goal and the cause. What is this a time for and why are you worthy of achieving the thing that you have set out to achieve? So those are all of the things. Those are the components of the letter. So if you're sitting down and being like, okay, I want to write this letter to myself, those are all of the things that I want you to put in there. Again, I'm going to bring this all together for us at the end of the episode when I read you this letter, and I think it will help hearing it all together in one cohesive piece. Now, before I do that, before I read you the letter, there's two things that I want to point out. When do you use the letter? And also, I want to address... One last permission giving thought that your brain is probably going to try to offer to you because my brain offers it to me, right? So whatever your letter is about, again, let's just say you want to write a letter to yourself because you want to spend less and save more. You are going to use this letter 
and whip it out and read it to yourself anytime you feel that urge to splurge. Anytime that you know that you are making a choice with your money that is moving you farther away from the direction that you actually want to be headed in. I just keep mine on my phone. I keep mine on my phone in my notes app so it doesn't have to be like on an actual piece of paper. If you want to write it on a piece of paper, that's great. But sometimes it can be a little weird or clunky, like maybe especially if you're out in public to like whip out a piece of paper and start reading it. I find just like reading it on your phone is a little more discreet. You can have yours on your phone. And the other caveat to this letter that I will say is that your brain is also going to try to convince you that you don't even need to use it, that you don't need to read it, that you don't need to consult it. My brain does this to me too. Like I have this letter written out for me specifically for my weight loss goal. And I can't tell you how many times at night I'll finish dinner and then I'll want something sweet, right? Like I'll get that craving and that urge to eat something really sugary. So it's like, okay, there it is. There's that urge. This is the time that I need to bring out my letter and I need to read it to myself. And even my brain wants to be like, Paige, who cares? Like, don't even consult the letter. The letter doesn't matter. The letter's not going to make a difference. Don't even worry about the letter. Just go and get the dessert and eat the things that you want to eat. Like, it's not a big deal. That is my brain giving me more permission giving thoughts. My brain wants the sugar. My brain wants the hit of dopamine. And so my brain is trying to tell me that all of the measures that I have put in place to honor my word and to remain in integrity with myself don't matter. It's trying to convince me to abort the plan and to give up all of the things that I said I was going to do. So here's the deal that I have made with my own brain and that you can make with yours. The deal that I always make to my brain is, listen, brain, I understand you don't want me to read this letter because if I read this letter, there is the possibility that I'm not going to indulge in the false pleasure and you're not going to get your hit of dopamine like you want. However, the deal that I make to myself is I'm going to read the letter and after I'm done reading the letter, if I still want to go and eat the ice cream or eat the brownie or eat the piece of chocolate, Because after I read this letter and I still determine that that's what I want to do and this is a good idea, like I'll still go do it. I'm going to read the letter and if it doesn't convince me or if I'm still like, listen, I don't really care what the letter says. I'm still going to go eat the sugar and get the head of dopamine. I'm going to go do that. And that kind of, I guess, negotiation that I make with my brain typically does help to calm my brain down in terms of just saying, I'm going to read the letter. And then if I still want to go do the thing, I will still go do the thing. Now, y'all, listen, I would say that 95% of the time I read the letter and the letter works. I read the letter and the letter does exactly what it's meant to do, which is to calm my brain down. It gets me back in my prefrontal. It gets me thinking about my future. It gets me thinking about my goal. It gets me thinking about what I want most in the future versus what I want most in this moment it does the job that it's supposed to do. So I make the deal with my brain of brain, listen, I'm going to read the letter. And if I still want to go do the thing, I can. However, I will say that most of the time the letter does its job and it's pretty darn effective. And I don't actually end up doing the thing, indulging in the urge, spending the money, eating the sugar, drinking the alcohol, spending two hours scrolling on social media, whatever it is that you want to stop doing. Now, to kind of wrap us up, I want to read you the letter that I have written. Again, sticking with this example of those of you who are wanting to spend less, you are wanting to do less shopping, less buffering, 
with your spending habits, less consumption of things and stuff. You have a financial goal that you're working towards. And I'll say this, if you guys want, I'm just thinking about this as I'm sitting down and recording this, but if you guys want, I'm happy to give this to you guys. If this is something that I read out and you really, really like this and you want to just use this as a foundation and then you want to go in and you want to tweak this, just reach out to me, right? Find me on Instagram, DM me and just say, hey, can you send me the letter that you read on the podcast? And I'm happy to send you the outline of this. This would be a letter from prefrontal page. (laughs) I like that prefrontal page writing to the version of page that is in her subconscious, her downstairs brain, her caveman, her lizard brain. So here we go. It says, dear page, I know right now you're wanting to go shopping. You're wanting to spend money. The urge to splurge feels strong right now. And getting to buy something new and shiny feels like the most important thing in the world right now. But before you splurge, I want to remind you of a couple of things. I want to remind you of the $10,000 of credit card debt that you want to pay off this year. I want you to remember your deep desire to be debt-free, to be unburdened by no longer owing anyone anything, to be financially secure and not stressed about money all of the time. Think about the version of you that you are wanting to become, the version of you who feels confident, secure, and excited about her financial future. Your desire in this moment goes against that goal. It goes against the longer-term vision that is so important to you. I know in this moment, emotion is high and logic is low. And so here are some things I know you're thinking and some friendly reminders to keep in mind. I know you're thinking that this will make you feel better. It won't, at least not in the long term. I know you're thinking this is going to solve all your problems. It won't. It's just going to create more of them. I know you're thinking that you deserve a treat. And while you deserve all of the best things life has to offer, this isn't really the treat you want because this false pleasure isn't really a treat, but rather a trick. I know you're thinking that you're just one purchase away from happiness and fulfillment, that this is going to be the last splurge and you'll stop splurging after this, but it's not. And you know that you won't. I know you're thinking that you're going to figure out where the money is going to come from and how to clean this up later. You won't. I know you're thinking that the choice that you make in this moment doesn't matter. I know you're already telling yourself, screw it, who cares, it doesn't matter. But I care, and this choice does matter. I know you think that you're never going to be able to figure this out and achieve what you really want, so why even bother? But I'm here to tell you that you can and you will. I know that saying no in this moment feels hard and uncomfortable. But remember that in saying no to this one choice, you are saying yes to so many other things. You're saying yes to more savings, yes to less debt, yes to less junk and clutter, yes to a more intentional and purposeful way of living. And most importantly and profoundly, you are saying yes to doing what you said that you were going to do and being in integrity with yourself. Because by saying no in this one moment, although it might seem small and inconsequential, It will provide you with the motivation to say no again, and then again, and then again, until saying no to impulse shopping becomes what you do because it's who you are, rather than just something that you're trying to get better at. The urge you feel right now is fleeting. I know it seems urgent and it seems important, and I promise it's not. Saying no will feel uncomfortable in this moment, but the discomfort will pass quicker than you think. Don't fight the urge. Don't resist it. Resisting it will only make it persist. 
Open yourself up to it. Breathe through it. Let it pass through you. There will always be more stuff. There will always be something to desire and something to be acquired. But this is not that moment and it is not our time. This is the time for us to walk away from our artificial desires so that we can achieve our truest desires. This is the time where we show ourselves what we're capable of. This is the time that we rediscover our worthiness, not from what we own, but from who we are. This is the time that we create the financial reality that we have always known was destined for us. This is the time that we buy ourselves the things that can only be bought with the money that we don't spend. You are worthy of all of the goodness waiting for you on the other side of this decision. You know what to do. Love, Paige. That is the letter from me to me. And I highly encourage you to sit down and take 30 minutes to an hour to write one out for yourself. Once I had the outline of what to include, it was very, very easy and things flowed very, very quickly. I would say once I had the outline, writing that out took me about 15 minutes. And so use this episode, come back to it, take notes. I've told you what to include in it. You can use this for money. You can use it for any goal that you want to achieve, anything that you want to start doing or anything that you want to stop doing. Have a letter from you to you, from prefrontal you to lizard brain you. When you are in your prefrontal and you have those moments of, oh my gosh, yes, I'm feeling so inspired, so connected, so locked in, so motivated. Those moments where you feel like you can do anything and that you can achieve anything. Tap into that. Who is that girl? What is she thinking? And what does she want the version of you? who has slipped into the other mindset, into the mindset of none of this matters. I'm not worthy of this. I'm not deserving of it. I can't do it. What I do and what I decide in this moment doesn't matter. What does that version of you need to hear from the version of you who knows that you can do it and who knows that you are capable of it and worthy of it? A letter from you to you, y'all. Try it out. It's a fantastic tool. It works wonders for me. And I know that it will for you too. So that's what I have for you this week. Again, if this episode helped you, if it motivated you, inspired you, taught you something, please, again, take 60 seconds, leave a review of the podcast. It would just make my heart so happy to see 200 positive reviews of the podcast. Don't be shy about sharing this episode with the women in your life who you know this could help, who could use this tool. Share the episode on Instagram. Tag me at overcoming underscore overspending. I would love to read your letters and I'm also here to help you guys as well. And if you want a copy of this one, just go ahead and reach out to me and I'm happy to send it to you. All right, y'all. I love you guys. Have a fantastic week and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled 
purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.